Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. No, that's totally true because I remember in, in Buffalo you would meet people out at 10.30 or mm-hmm. 11 if you were going out at night. So you, you know, had a, a full day. Like you could work the rest of your shift at the movie theater if that's what you did. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and then leave and still go out at oh, night. that's great. Um, Finish your, <laughs> swap out one polo for the other and go out. Right. <laughs> Pretty much. I'm diking out, you're diking out. Let's dike out together, see what it's all about. Diking out, diking out, diking out, diking out. Hi, and welcome to Diking Out, the podcast that tried out for the softball team for all the wrong reasons. I'm Carrie Berg. <laughs> I'm Sarah York. And today we'll be diking out with comedian Caitlin Rupert about kids and gender. Hi, Caitlin. Hi. Thanks for coming. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, a couple of quick announcements. I do want to say thanks so much, everyone who's rated us on iTunes and left us reviews. If you haven't, go over there, give us five stars. There's one fun review that I wanted to read. Um, one of our awesome listeners suggested a diking out drinking game. Oh, hello. So if you're listening to this uh, during the drinking hours, uh, which are 8 a.m. to <laughs> whenever, <laughs> whenever, uh, waking hours, can, <laughs> yeah, uh, you can play this along with us. So diking out drinking game uh, when the guest is a comedian so here we go um when carrie mentions her (laughs) ex-wife when sarah talks about how tall she is when carrie mentions atlanta when sarah mentions nebraska (laughs) when carrie talks about being on her second marriage (laughs) when sarah mentions intimidating men oh my god you can take two shots my favorite topic yeah (laughs) i like this game when the ladies talk about their hatred of men um, yes. Keep up the good work, ladies. Great. Uh, there, there are some surprising omissions. At least, so for me, I think when Carrie talks about her Vitamix, uh, or Whitney <laughs> yeah. Houston, or Buffy. Oh my God! Um, that alone, I mean, yeah. you would be like. Actually, you don't play that game because you will end up in the hospital. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe that's why. Maybe just that's do why shots those of out like, of there. Shots mm. of like prosecco, not like tequila. Yeah, you'll be fine. <laughs> There there was a show I did called Here's the Thing, and you had to take a shot every time you said something in your set that was kind of like a a, a hack or a stereotype thing, mm-hmm. like here's the thing, or fillers, yeah. like saying like or uh. I, maybe you could say um, but there were a bunch of like the other day, you know. Yeah, yeah. And you had to take a shot every time. Well, I hadn't seen the show before I was on it, so I was thinking it was going to be shots of vodka or like whiskey mm-hmm. or something like yeah. that. So I am like freaking out all day, thinking <laughs> like I don't like shots. I don't no. do shots. I need to not say these things. So like in my head all day, I'm like, make sure you don't say. Oh my I'm god! Like, you know, studying the list when I get there, and it was just shots of beer. Oh, that's, that's different. Yeah. Although. As someone who played a lot of Power Hour in yeah. college, shots of beer really add up. Like they do. You you don't realize how like 
how much because we it was the game was like you take a shot of beer every minute every minute yeah and you're like hammered after like a half an hour <laughs> yeah because a shot is how like many beers two ounces that? and a beer is 12 ounces so it's only six minutes in and you've taken you've had a whole beer yeah technically if you're doing it right yeah if you're like you know if you're good with your pores if you're yeah if, and you're, not if you're doing the real thing but yeah that would that would add up after a while the first time i yeah. ever saw uh, abby and alana live before broad city was before the show started yeah was when they did their live show at ucb yeah and they did a show where they did ha- they did power hour and took just like shots of beer throughout the show because they were it was kind of like a variety show they were hosting so every time they'd I come back out at, on stage i was at that show yeah it was really it was it was probably five years ago at this point. Yeah, four yeah. Years ago. I, I used to go to their shows yeah, before it came out. It was amazing. It was, they were wasted by the end yeah. of it because they're so tiny and they were just like, I mean, they were like starting off really like, you know, like silly and whatever. But towards the end, they were like slurring their words, like falling <laughs> yeah. over. But it was it was still brilliant. It was such yeah. a good show. No, that sounds yeah. fun. I wish I had gone. Yeah, because they were doing it like while other acts were performing. They were still doing the shot of beer every minute. <laughs> Backstage. <laughs> so like oh my God. Yeah. It was great. Well, so I I had been so in my head about this that I was going through my set and then there was all this free beer next to me. And <laughs> and, and then I'm like, well, this isn't fun for anybody that I'm not messing up and the whole point is right. to, to mess up. So I just start throwing in these things and I'm like, free beer. That's awesome. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, shots. Uh, shots are yeah. a terrible idea. No right. one in the world has ever been like, wow. I'm so happy that I took shots of whiskey last night. I think like, after no 25, one... I just stopped taking yeah. shots, which people get really mad at you for. They're like, yeah. right. oh, let's do shots. And I'm like, no, no I, don't, I, don't. I don't do shots. And they're like, what do you mean you don't do shots? I'm like, I don't For the do same reason, I don't shots. want to be open hand slapped in the face right now. Like, <laughs> yeah. just, it would ruin my night. Like, it's like, let, let me just, like, the purpose of the night isn't to get shit faced. The reason right. I, I drink beer a lot, and I drink beer because I'm like, I'm not trying to get shit faced. Yeah. No. Exactly. Like, you see that I'm drinking uh, white wine at a bar, and you want me to do shots? <laughs> Come on. I went to a bachelorette party, and this Ugh. one bridesmaid was so aggressive about everybody doing shots together. I'm like, I really don't want to do shots. So what I did was I would take the shot, cheers, and then dump it in front of my lips onto the floor <laughs> in front of me. Classic. And nobody would notice. Classic Carrie Berg move. Oh, my God. That's Carrie great. Carrie Berg, wasting the booze. Carrie that Berg does not care about wasting bucks. booze. Sorry. Sorry you bought it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I said, man. No, the, I don't get these people who are like so aggressive about other people taking shots. Like, if it you want to buy someone a shot it. or offer someone a shot, cool, but don't get mad at somebody for not wanting a shot. This and is for you. Don't. It's like religion. I, yeah. like, okay, I, you can do your religion. That's fine. But like, don't try to sell it to me and then get pissed when I'm not buying. I, I had I don't, an ex who would do that. And um, like, he was really into it. And I think it's because he thought that parties would always be more fun if people were more drunk. And I'm yeah. like, that's first of all, that's not. That's, that's the opposite. That's not true. <laughs> yeah. And then the other thing is he would always use this vodka that he would like distill oh. with fruit himself. And uh, one day I was like, oh, and like, I would never, because I don't take shots. So I would never take these shots that he would do. And uh, one day I'm like, oh, get me drunk. And he used this vodka. I had the worst diarrhea. I'm like, these people yeah. must have been having such a bad liquor day. is a diuretic. Oh, people don't get yeah. that. No, but also he would put his own fruit in it, so oh, I think it had like yeah, yeah, it yeah. had weird bacteria in it. Oh my yeah. god, totally. Not, yeah. oh, that's, that's what so you gross. get for dating a dude, Caitlin. Oh, I, know. I know. Every time, every time. I <laughs> oh man, lesson. the vodka should have been the vodka is the worst possible it's spirit. A disgusting to, thing to ingest. Like it's so sorry. To there's vodka no flavor drinkers. to it. It's just heat. That's like a fact. Like it's not if it's a, if it is a flavored vodka. Like the base spirit itself is like it's essentially, it's like a blank slate spirit. So like that's what other 
things are kind of built off of. It's so like it's the a, tofu of alcohol. It basically Ooh, is. Yeah, it, tastes whatever, like it, it assumes whatever flavor you mix it with, I yeah. guess. But like, if you're just having like vodka soda, you're you're basically just drinking like a like a hot soda, like a a cloying. That like, just sounds so appealing now, right? Hot Give me soda. a hot soda. <laughs> hot soda. That sounds yummy. That's great. Uh, what else is going on with the guys? Oh man, what's up? <sighs> Nothing really. I'm like kind of trying to figure out my my next like move career wise, which is kind of nerve wracking. Yeah, I think uh, the 2018 2018's like gonna be my last year doing what I do now. So yeah, like it's in the restaurant world, but it's hard to make that leap into like I want to do like PA work full time. Yeah, so like, so you were a from, PA on the president show yeah, on the, the president special show they special had was really 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 great. I don't really think we great. talked about that on air. Yeah, it was like uh, it was a cool show. You should watch it. the The president, well, the president show is really funny anyway. But like the special that they they recently put on, um, where it was uh, like the Donald Trump telethon game, and uh, it was really it was a great episode. But anyway, I worked as a PA on that set for the month leading up to um, the show. And it was really fun and it was like a great experience and I loved like the high pressure kind of aspect of it as the show got got closer and as it was actually happening and filming and I really enjoyed it but it's like one of those it's I I would have to to like go into that world and depend on that for your work is scary because those are all like gig based and it's like I don't know it's I got to take a leap I've been here for in on May 8th it'll be five years and I'm like very I don't know I have this like five year itch thing about like Doing something new. Oh, I have a two-year yeah. move. Yeah. Like, I, I move to foreign countries every two years Oh, that's so. awesome. I'm like, I can't. I don't want to be here anymore. Yeah. Where, where have you been? I know. Uh, so I lived in St. Croix for a year. I lived yeah. in Australia for a year. I lived oh, in cool. Italy for a month. And then I've just been, I go someplace like every year. Like this year I was in um, Banff, Canada, which is gorgeous. And then the year before I was in uh, Trinidad for Carnival. Wow. So, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. It's How did fun. you like... How did you just like make that happen? Like, did you work in these places or? Um, yeah, usually when I live there, I work there. Yeah. Um, but then the other places, I don't go anywhere unless, usually I don't go anywhere unless I know someone there. Okay. Because I just think it's more fun traveling when you're not staying in a hotel, when you're like yeah. staying with people who actually live there and sure. can experience the real place. Right on. Yeah. Was Australia as racist as I think it is? Oh, we super, have Australian super listeners. Racist, yeah, super racist. Super racist. Yeah, well, our listeners aren't racist. I no, don't think I'll ever go there only because the idea of that long of a plane ride makes me Well, that's why uh, I live so there. nervous. Yeah, yeah, I was like, like fuck, I can't get on that plane again. <laughs> I was like, if I'm going to be on a plane for, <laughs> or for like an entire day, I'm just going to go stay there for like, yeah. you know, a year or so. Yeah. yeah. No, my best. So, so I was an au pair there and, and like, obviously we're going to talk about kids today, mm-hmm. but, um, one of my best ways, because Australians would be like, no, we're not. And I'm like, you guys have this game called Chinese Whispers. Oh, and they're boy. like, yeah, so? And I'm like, do you know what that game, like why that game is what it is? So we would, here's what the game is. It's you whisper into somebody else's ear, and they whisper into somebody else's mm-hmm. ear, you get to the end, and you say what the first person said, which we call telephone. telephone. Yeah, yeah. but there they call it Chinese Whispers. And this little girl once asked me, because she, she wanted me to play it, and uh, she was like, do you know why we call it that? And I said, no, why, why do you call it that? And she goes, well, because at the end, you get to the last person and you don't know what the first person said and you can't understand them just like a Chinese person. And oh, I was no. like, oh, no. Australian <laughs> children are racist. Yeah, that's racist. Uh, that's <laughs> it's like a game oh, show. No. You press a button and confetti oh, comes down. God. That's racist. That's, that's <laughs> racist. <laughs> 
Why can't they just call it telephone? These Australians. These Australians. But, but the Australians I know, they're like, no, but like everybody's cool with it. I'm like, mm. still doesn't make it okay. But That's is point, everybody is that... cool? Is it just all the white people are right. cool with it? Is that There's, where everyone I think that's like, what they meant by those that. are the people who agreed that it's no big deal to be racist. Well, right. all the white, those are the people white there. People. When I, I used to live, uh, I used to live upstate New York, and it was mostly white, and and they were they were pretty racist, but like they didn't know they were racist because mm-hmm. there would be like one black guy, and they'd be like, "What? I'm not racist. I love Larry. Larry's yeah, great." Yeah. But then they'd be like, "But those other ones." And you're yeah. like, "No, that's <laughs> yeah. no, that's, that's his a, family. That's like, the part where racist." <laughs> oh God, you yeah. can't just yeah because you, you think if you haven't met the person of that color. You're like, well, that's how the rest of them are. But Larry's great. You're like, no. Yeah. If you can count how many black friends you have, oh, there's a problem. There's a good <laughs> one. Yeah. On one hand, I've got three black friends. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> oh my god. I had a, actually had a dream about Australia over the weekend because I've been. Um, I follow Twitter accounts that are like, this is the stupidest thing, but like nature accounts of like freakish things in nature. That they'll mm. just show like little gifts of like the weirdest yeah, animals or insects Instagram. and creatures, and most of them come from Australia because Australia is a land of spiders the size of your head. Oh yeah, I yeah, imagine, giant. and like snakes and all this yes. crazy shit. True story. That's there. Yeah. So I had a very vivid dream on Friday night about. For some reason, my dream was I was in Australia, but it was a much smaller country. Like you could go from like one city to the other, like in the same day, and I was mm. doing oh, all yeah. that. That's dream geography. Yeah. Right? <laughs> It's like a massive country, but I was like, oh, I'll just bounce from like Sydney to (laughs) Melbourne to whatever cities I could name in Australia, all three of them. And in my dream, snakes were coming up out of the toilet and then I had to take the snakes and I had to like whip them around and kill them before they killed me. So anyway, I've been to Australia (laughs) and it's a weird place. (laughs) As a snake handler. You know, with the long flight, the the longest flight I've taken was from JFK to Honolulu last year. Uh, that's, oh, that's a brag, a long one. yeah. And yeah. it it was eleven hours. Oof. And I after couldn't. the seventh hour, everything's the same. Like, yeah, I don't think it no, makes, I yeah, actually like it. Like, I live in this plane for now. That reason. <laughs> no, you just watch yeah. a bunch of movies. You fall asleep. They wake you up. They give you food. You get food every once in a while. It's like yeah. this weird, Ugh, very stress free zone but yeah after hour seven you kind of like lose track of time yeah. and they're like we're landing you're like oh already <laughs> well in this part of the game we're in the drinking game where you can drink when i talk about how tall i am uh i hate sitting oh, on airplanes yeah. because i'm a little i'm like i'm not freakishly tall i'm six feet tall but i'm just slightly larger than the person they built the plane for yeah. a long time ago or whenever I've also only really taken domestic flights. I've been to Ireland, but it, that was only a six-hour flight. So that's yeah. like the same as going from here to California. But yeah. um, I just, oh, man, something about sitting in that, sitting with my knees at a right angle and yeah. just, I can't fall asleep. I'm I sure I'd, I'd have to fall asleep on a flight that long, but it's just so. Yeah, I always forget. I feel bad for tall people. And for a long time, I didn't uh, ever really think about that, mm-hmm. being on airplanes until I had a a tall guy friend that was like, oh, I just want to murder anybody who uh, <laughs> who puts their seat back, who yeah, reclines back. And I was like, what do you in, mean? I was like, in my mouth at that point. Like, yeah. It's just right there. But I'm like, what, you know, if they recline, but that's how I get comfortable. And he's like, oh my God, I can't, you need to stop doing that. Yeah. Um, especially if there's a, a man behind you because you're going right into his knees yeah. and it's 
It so hurts. uncomfortable. Then the seat is resting on your kneecaps the whole time. It's a blast. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I don't Also another anymore. sexy detail about myself. I had a major surgery on my tailbone when I was a teenager. And so, and I still have like, like, uh, like pain left over from that. If I sit for too long in one place, like doing this podcast, I'm, I have to get up and like walk it off. Like I get sore. So imagine oh, sitting on a, so sitting yeah. in an airplane seat. I'm just like, ugh. like my, I feel like I'm sitting on like a tennis ball or something. Yeah. Right in my butt. <laughs> so don't go to Australia and yeah. mail then. No. <laughs> just in your dreams. I'm, just I only keep go, it in your dreams. I only visit in my subconscious. <laughs> and I'm the snake killer. And you're the snake killer. <laughs> they need you over there. Oh, I'm a weird person. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> Speaking of, I traveled to California a couple weeks ago. I was in, in California and I was in San Francisco. And I did uh sarah your favorite thing to do um which was go to a lesbian dance party oh yay Woo. <laughs> my god combining things i just that give me social anxiety dancing <laughs> and lots of lesbians yeah all right so it was the the night that i was doing i had three shows and then my one friend was like hey there's a lesbian dance party it's called u-haul like, oh that's perfect wow do you guys want to go and i'm like i I don't because I'm tired, but I also haven't been to San Francisco in seven years. And this is my really good friend. And I thought, you know, I'll rally. Why not? Let's let's do it. So this is, yeah, my first time going to like a full on hardcore, like multi-level uh, multi-level well, what? there's a rooftop and then it was like a really big room and multiple djs in from vegas it was it was a party yeah and they had and this is on our instagram um a pair of just like giant boobs suspended from the ceiling oh, I saw that. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Uh, and the, like the coat check lady had her, she had like flesh colored pasties on her nipples, but what? her boobs were out. Like besides that, there, there were so many wonderful things about this yeah. in this dance party and I had a lot of fun. I mean, the, the people watching is great. Uh, I'm sure. Just so many lesbians because le- uh, lesbian bars in San Francisco, the official like last one closed. Um, oh really four years ago or something like that and that was always kind of a a weird one so now it's like a lot of cities where they just have girls nights take over different places rather than like a bar that needs to pay uh, a lease well really in New York how many do there's Henrietta there's Cubbyhole Cubbyhole um, Gingers there used to be a rooftop one what was that one called it was I don't know. Well, there used further. to be the Dalloway, but I never went there. And my friend was a my friend Kiana was a, a like a lesbian DJ, so I would go to all these bars, mm-hmm. and now I forget. Like I just forgot where yeah. all of them were. <laughs> I don't remember. I know what you're talking about, the rooftop one, but but I'd never been in that one. Um, and then they have the hot rabbit parties here. Oh my god! Oh yeah, I used to go to those. Oh, that- Jesus. <laughs> those were such a nightmare. To I don't do well at big parties. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I used to go to those in like, really in like 2014, 15 was kind of my big going out time period in New York. Yeah. And I would go to those and like, those are my rum and diet Coke days. Yeah. Which I like to forget about. Ooh, yeah. Oh. yeah. Gross. <laughs> I used to drink Captain and Diet. Me too. Was my drink. Oh, that was my go-to, Captain yeah. and Diet. Now I don't think I could probably finish one of those, but uh, yeah, I would, <laughs> oh my God, I would just get wasted and go to those dumb parties. 
I think now I'd walk in and start complaining about like immediately just everything, every possible I would start thing complaining. I complain about. I was at a, the I was table a, sticky. Like I, <laughs> I was at a party yeah. last night and there was like one drunk guy and and he kept and I was like I need to not have him near me. Yeah. Oh no! I was yeah. like I gotta go. I was like there for an hour. I was like I can't do this. I'm too sober for this. Yeah, no. <laughs> Yeah, so Caitlin, let's get into the yeah, the topic. So you're a nanny. About it. I, I'm a nanny. Uh, I've been a nanny for, ooh, I don't know, like six years. I've worked with kids for 15 plus years, um, doing a lot of like working in preschools, working at summer camps, uh, nannying, babysitting, um, au pairing. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so I, I just think it's a very interesting subject. And I, I, I'm so close to it in my life and in my work of just people constantly gendering mm-hmm. and sexualizing kids, which I know uh, people are like, what do you mean? How do you sexualize a child? But the moment you look, he's flirting with exactly, you. Yeah. He's flirt like yeah. Tignataro like kind of brushes on it and, uh, yeah. in her. Cause I remember like there was some point I was like, Oh, that is exactly what like some woman was like, Oh, he's flirting with you. And she goes, no, he's not. He is a baby. Yeah. <laughs> Babies have no sexual desire towards yeah. me or anyone else or something <laughs> like that. And I'm like, no, that's exactly how I, feel about it when people are like oh like I will be watching a three-year-old and they'll say oh do you have a little girlfriend or whatever age oh do you have a little girlfriend always what they ask boys and they always ask a girl oh do you have a little boyfriend and I'm like no and also do not assume that this child will grow up to be one way or another yeah and that just annoys the shit out of me and this is the other thing because people always think they think they don't gender their children and they think that they don't influence them at all towards that and you watch them and you're like no you do and not only that but you don't control what's going on around them in order to like make sure that it doesn't happen i have a friend who he claimed he never gendered his daughter and i said okay so she's a girl right did anybody buy you pink onesies Mm -hmm. you know for 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 your little girl he goes yeah of course but she doesn't know that her onesies were pink she was a baby and i go oh so she never looks at old pictures of herself and he goes mm-hmm. oh well no she she definitely looks at old pictures of herself so I'm like, oh and, and what is she's wearing he goes pink yeah go, yeah yeah there you go there's there's <laughs> that gendering of a yeah. child that you don't even realize you're doing it and when you when you really think about it all of us have been gendered all of us have had that oh, yeah. influence on us i was having a conversation with sarah um Harshorn the other day and we were talking about um not realizing that we thought like, all right. So I was talking about a dream. So I remember being a teenager and I had a dream and I told my mom about it. I'm like, Oh, I keep having these dreams from the male perspective. I keep having these dreams where I'm a man and I'm married to a woman. And it didn't occur to me until much later in life that I wasn't having a dream from a male perspective. That's just in my mind, how society would have had, you know, right. And, And like, I was having dreams where I was married to a beautiful woman as me, but I just, when I woke up, was like, oh, I must have been a man in that right, dream. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, that's definitely, I, I remember being a kid and being very uncomfortable about, like, gender role kind of stuff. Like, yeah. uh, when people would ask if I had a boyfriend when I was, like, yeah, I remember being very young and people asking me that, and I'd be, and I was so uncomfortable about that. Yeah, like it, yeah. It, like, it made my stomach turn when people would ask me, or they'd be like, oh, is that a cute boy over there or whatever? <laughs> and no one ever does it in a way. Nobody means to, like, make a kid uncomfortable, but right. that's, the, that's the whole thing about it. It's not your intent. It's what it does, and it's – I just think it's so damaging to, to – It is. It's super damaging, and I – 
I practice it in in my uh, when I raise children, and I just really wish that not only people who are raising children, but just anybody around kids. Like if you see a little girl, and I know it's so hard because like I do it as well. Mm-hmm. Don't comment on how cute on her their looks. outfit right. on is. Her, yeah. Don't say, yeah. "Oh, what a pretty outfit." Just don't. Just yeah. you know, say something different or find something that you're like, "Wow, your shoes look like you jump really high." In yeah, them. you know, yeah. just literally think of things beforehand and and process your own like speech with children. Yeah, there, there was a post somewhere that was like a list of compliments to give girls that don't have to do with their looks. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> right. That was like we need, that we went viral around that. the the internet. But you know, you, you bring up a a good point that even you who are very mindful about it, it's hard not to because we've been conditioned in that way. Mm -hmm. I mean, even me who, you know, I knew that I was a lesbian since I was like 16, 17. And when I was older and would go visit my cousins who were a lot younger than me, I'd be like, Oh, do you have a boyfriend Mm -hmm. to my female cousins? And like, Oh, does Sean have a girlfriend? And, I would do that knowing that, like, that wasn't yep. the answer. Yeah, it's, for it me, comes very naturally because it's just how it's, it's how society has taught us to speak yeah. to children. Yeah. Do you think is it is it better now or different now? Like, what's what 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 are parents generally like? What's their general consensus on that now? At least the parents that you've worked with, like, is it getting a li- or at least like in schools and daycares and stuff like that? Well, is it I getting work- a little more. I work mostly in Manhattan, so I, I tend to think um, it is better uh-huh. here because people are so well-educated and people are so mindful of things and hyper-mindful of how they're raising their kids because most people in Manhattan start raising children later in life. Mm-hmm. So a lot of them are very mature when they're raising children, and so these things all factor in. But I don't think in the grand scheme of things, I don't think America's getting that much better no. about this particular like subject. Yeah, if anything, I think that, and this is definitely a byproduct of social media, but the whole uh, gender reveal party thing. Oh, I hate gender reveal parties. Hate them so much. That is, man, straight people are really on one with those. They are getting more and more like elaborate and obnoxious and intense and so. It it's it's probably that it's one of the more problematic things I observe yeah. in like the the severely heteronormative culture. It, maybe this is just in the Midwest. I think it's kind of everywhere, but like no, I'm especially yeah. aware of it from when I was back when I was on like Facebook and Instagram. I would just see like all these things from people I went to high school and college with, and there's one one in particular that said. Like, I think it was either a cake or like a banner that said guns or glitter. Oh, Jesus. And I was like, you are fucking, these breeders are <laughs> out wow. of control with this fucking gender reveal shit. And it was like, the, I think it was a cake because I think you're supposed to cut the cake in whatever the color, yeah. the pink or blue, whatever uh, the binary color obviously. is, the fucking if cake. If glitter came out, I would have been like, oh, you're having a homo. Yeah. <laughs> it's a gay boy. Yeah. I, it just. God. It's so, and I and I know that these like these parties and these rituals leading up to having a baby are sometimes just kind of an excuse to get more. Gi- like I would, first of all, I would never go to a gender reveal party. But if, even if I did, I'd be like, I'm not buying you guys a fucking gift no. because I know this is just a ploy for another round of presents for you guys. Yeah, yeah. But it's but the message is so clear, and it's so that gender the baby is, is important in the womb still, and we are worried. Yeah, we're, that the gender is like the one big thing about this child that we. 
that we care about right now. You know, yeah. it's not like like let's worry. Let's just make sure it's healthy. Like, right. Let's. There's so many different things to focus on. And not only that, just so many straight people get mad when I say this, but. Gender is arbitrary. Really? It really is. I mean, yeah. it's not when you try and ask a straight person to define what gender is, they start going through this list of things that don't they'll be like, Oh, well, a woman is a woman because she could have a baby. And then you yeah. say, All right, so what if uh, there's a woman who very sadly does not have the ability to have a baby because whatever is going on yeah. with her uterus, then yeah. is she no longer a woman? Oh well, no, she's still a woman. Okay, so now what? Yeah, you drill down when they go through menopause, yeah. and there's like all these little things that people are like, it's because of this, it's because of their parts. Well, uh, there's hardly any hermaphrodites, though, so therefore, and there's you know, yeah. you just can get them to the point of confusion where they go, oh, maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe gender it is a construct. Is, yeah, maybe it is a social construct. Right. So many things we attribute to gender aren't real things like aren't things that necessarily are always attached to that gender yeah so what's the point in doing it right it doesn't make any sense to me it's so and it's it's interesting to look at like um as far as like baby culture and like having a baby and that whole thing i have some friends that just had a baby like uh, like less than two weeks ago and they did not find out the gender before they had the baby and so the the baby shower was like you know, everyone gives like gender neutral kind of gifts and stuff, but even those are like hard to find in store. No, like, they I went are. to a store. Yeah. I went to like a hip, cool Brooklyn store, and I was still like looking at the yeah. left side of the room and the right side of the room, and I was like, "Fuck!" There's like nothing here that I, will I can get. Purposefully, that's not- when I am buying a gift for um, my friend's daughter. I will go to the boys section mm-hmm. and I will uh, bu- I'll buy her boys shirts with monsters on them and stuff yeah. because I'm like, you know what? This is stupid. Yeah. But but what about the other way? So before I was telling you guys, I went to a sample sale uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> this week and it was awesome. But there were all these kids clothes. But at this particular store, the girls clothes was super like flowery, yep. pink, mm-hmm. very like very girly girly and then the the boys some of the boys stuff was definitely more neutral like mm-hmm. a sweatshirt with a crab on it but then some of it was a lot more like aggressive bold boy color mm-hmm. type stuff and trucks yeah. and whatever um which i don't know why trucks are a boy thing like right like but anyway your daughter's gonna get a driver's license someday <laughs> but yeah <laughs> deal I, with it she, right they let have a race they, car too if they she let wants. us drive now <laughs> yeah. they do let us drive now so I could see getting the the boy stuff for a girl, but if I bought my, I would I would still feel weird buying my nephew something that mm-hmm. had you know like buy boys rosy dolls. flowers on it. Yeah. So boys actually, there have been re- I do want to buy him a doll. Done, yeah. And um, children in general prefer dolls. Boys and girls prefer dolls. Like yeah. boys don't even actually prefer trucks when they when they really break it down. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you could easily get get him an Einstein, get him a like Frida Kahlo, get him get him a smart yeah. a smart doll. Like that's that's another thing I've gotten. Sure, kids, but is, but with the those, clothes thing, it's like there, yeah, there's the still that, that standard. Like even though I do think gender's a construct, yeah. I still can't bring myself to get traditionally girly clothes for for a boy because do you feel like it's like you're trying to make like a statement when you do that and then yeah well one it's like definitely a statement two like i know my sister and her husband wouldn't Put him in the right. clothing. Yeah. I'm going to waste so my money if I buy this. Yeah. Sometimes you do. You do need to know the parent before yeah. you yeah. Uh, do certain things. But even in even that if nature. I had a if I had a boy, my I think 
Your inclination? My inclination would be to to dress him in gender appropriate clothing, Mm -hmm. whatever whatever that is. But it's like if he gets older and then he's like, oh, I want to wear this like pink stuff. I'd be like totally cool with that if if that's what he wants. But it like here's the thing: children will. Uh, dress themselves how they want from a very early age. I had a boy and girl twin. I had had them since they were three months old. And up until when they, my friend actually took over for me nannying them. And right after I left, he was starting to dress himself. And because he had access to both his sister's clothes and his clothing, he would take her purple tights out and he would wear her purple tights or pink tights. He would wear all, like he loved tights. So he would put on her tights all the time. Sometimes he put on her shirts and because the parents were the way they were and because the nanny was the way she was, he would just go out in his purple tights. That's great. And his like, you know, monster truck sneakers. And it was fine. And he, and like, that's the thing is, I mean, he'd fit right in in Bushwick. Yeah. If you have those, (laughs) you can have the, like, I'm not saying necessarily all one way. And that's, that's the, that's the problem I have with gender is it doesn't need to be all one way, but yeah, throw in some purple tights every now and then for your, or or like yoga pants or whatever. They're just (laughs) kids. Like they don't need, it's such a, it's such a ridiculous burden to place on kids to conform to a gender because it always comes with all the like trappings of that for little girls it's being delicate and sweet and pretty and you know like a princess or whatever like i think a boys and girls section in clothing is stupid it is stupid they're (laughs) they they don't like they're they're small people they don't their little tiny mushy brains are developing sizes they're they're, they're the same size yeah they don't have any and some brands are are moving in that direction where they're just making unisex clothing for for kids and then getting backlash from women online with bob haircuts who go to target every day right oh my gosh right there's even uh, I, I think it was in England. I might have mentioned this on the podcast before, but um, in England there was a department store that just took off all the signs that labeled things as boys mm-hmm. and girls. So there's still gendered clothing, but they're not labeled specifically. So yeah. it's just saying like anything's yeah. for anyone. And some people are getting so mad about it. And the the host of this radio show was like. But why? Right. What about why are this? You mad? Right. What's the deal? What's yeah. the problem? How does this personally affect you if there's not a sign that says boys and not a sign that says girls and these kids are getting the clothing that they want? Yeah. And maybe one thing might have been designed for, for girls, but at that age, like their bodies are, you know, they're pretty just, similar. Yeah, their like bodies the, are the same. Basically yeah. the same. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> their bodies are the same. Yeah. And they're just I and some of it too, like when I think of little boys who who sort of get forced into this box of like being, because that whole be a man shit starts way too early. Yeah, it I, starts I, it starts when they're little, like when they're so small and impressionable, and it's so upsetting to watch that happen. Where it's bad enough that so many little boys have dads or brothers or whoever who won't won't even let them cry. Yeah, and then oh, you're God, putting yeah. them in clothes that are sort of like just kind of in the beginning of that like performative masculinity thing starts with camouflage. Yeah. You know what the interesting thing is too though? Uh, A lot of times people tend to cater to the boys feelings more than the women's, the girls feelings. So a lot of times I, I end up and it's, it sounds terrible after I'm like, Oh, I I hate the, the idea of gender, 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 but I like watching boys better because of the way society raises them. Mm -hmm. Because regardless of what I do, society has already had, uh, you know, an influence before I get there. And boys tend to be less, um, 
Oh, I don't even know the word for it, but they're they're just they're just more apt to doing things. Like yeah. they want to go outside and play, and explore the world. They want to explore yeah. the world. They want to like. Uh, but then the one thing too is that they tend to have more emotions. Like their mm-hmm. emotions come over them really quickly. Whereas girls, they they like they like the quiet things. They want to play with dolls in the house. They want to do crafts. But then they're very rational in their emotions, and they mm-hmm. tend to be like, "Well, I'm only going to emote when I think I'm going to get something out of it," because that's what their parents and society has usually taught them. Mm-hmm. Like, if there's no one to see you cry, there's no point in it. Like, it's huh. just a weird wow. thing that that's ends up happening. And so I end up like I just vibe with boy children better because uh-huh. they just seem to I don't know they get over things really quickly. Yeah, one of the few times that I feel bad for men is mm-hmm. when they are boys and, oh, yeah. and having to uh, deal with these societal pressures because I think of when I was a kid for a lot of years I would have described myself as a tomboy but mm-hmm. there's no equivalent to that for boys there's no they don't get right. to be like a Sally girl because yeah. they're more feminine they're just you know uh, it, because they're taught that femininity is a bad thing, whereas yeah. girls yeah. aren't necessarily taught that masculinity is a bad thing. Right. It might yeah. be, depending on their peer group or their family, the masculine qualities or tendencies might be considered, like, kind of gross, you yeah. know? Like, oh, well, don't do that. Like, that that kind of thing. Like, you, it's off-putting for people, but it, not in the same way that boys are taught that, like, anything remote remotely feminine is yeah. bad it is it's literally that, not good it's that backlash of repression though where yeah. we're like if you if you're continually telling somebody they can't do something eventually they're gonna go well fuck you i'm gonna fucking do yeah, it yeah yeah and so i think yeah. i think uh, i don't know what when you would post it down maybe in the 80s like it started the tide started to turn and girls started to be told like oh no girls can be tough girls can be this girls can yeah. be that yeah um my roommate told me a story the other day that i thought was hilarious because she works with children as well and she had these little kids I think they were probably like six no maybe young maybe like five and she's like watching from afar and this little boy says to a little girl boys are stronger than girls so she looks him directly in the face and she punched him Uh, (laughs) oh my god I was like oh no like as much as you don't want kids to hit each other like that's that is the perfect reason to do it yeah I feel like that would have been me honestly that would have definitely been me you know that was me when I was little I remember getting in fights with boys on like (laughs) at recess on the park when I was really little yeah Mm -hmm. in in elementary school I used to get in fights with in physical fights with boys and you know I, I was lucky in that my parents never really forced gender stereotypes mm-hmm. on me. So I yeah. was a I was a girl who um played, you know, Legos and video games yeah. and at recess I went to go play soccer with the boys instead of hanging out with the girls and I would have uh, you know, play dates with boys in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um and like until it became kind of, I guess, a, a weird thing and boys didn't want to hang out with yeah. me anymore, um, which may have been because I was a girl or maybe because I was just weird. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> uh, but then I was also like, if I had to wear a dress for something, I was cool with that too. Mm-hmm. But then oh, like not. I would pick out clothes. I don't know. I, I felt like whatever I did, I was still a girl and I didn't think doing those things made me any yeah. less of a girl. It. Yeah, I don't know. It's I just, just felt better occupying more like male spaces. Like I felt better in. I literally felt way better wearing like athletic clothes, yeah, boy stuff, and then 
doing things that were typically boyish. Like I like to throw a football back and forth at recess rather than doing what girls did at recess, which at, at a certain age just became standing around and being mean like that. Oh, <laughs> like, it's like so that true. Was, you know, like, yeah. Like it wasn't, it wasn't cool or like cute to be out getting dirty on the football field. But like, that's what I was doing because I just didn't, I I sort of felt like that's where I belonged, but. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics from personal stories to hot button issues. We cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Yeah, I don't know. It's like, I, th- I think now, if I were to have a child now, I, I truly don't believe I would, I, I don't even think I would say the word boy or girl around around them. You know, like, obviously... It's it's unavoidable, but like, yeah. and it's easy to say like, well, if I was a parent, but you know, well, having a kid's a totally different the best, story. The best thing is to let them guide yeah. you with what yeah. they already think and then go from there. Like sometimes yeah. I, I'll never say like, oh, do you have a boyfriend? Do you have a girlfriend? Whatever. But sometimes the kid will go, oh, I have a crush on somebody. Or oh, when, yeah. when I get married and you say, oh, well, what what do you think he or she'll be like? Yeah, and that's like literally that small, that tiny thing, little that, thing. Because then they think, oh, that, that's an option. Either of those are an option, yeah. which is great. And, and and a lot of kids now, especially here, they tend to. That's so normal for them. Like my kid, I have a kid who's eight, and he'll always say he's going to marry his best friend, who's a boy. Yeah, and he does not even flinch. And I don't flinch in order to make sure you know he knows that right. that is yeah. that's a possibility. Maybe you will marry your best friend someday. Maybe you guys will grow up and you'll be in love. And they, and the thing is, we hear it as adults and think of it as a romantic thing. Kids don't think of it like no, that. They think of it as sex or They think of it as life partner. That's yeah. they don't understand yeah. they don't oh, understand those my friend concepts all the time yeah. forever. That'd right. be great. Yeah, like, they exactly. Don't, that's what they're thinking. So you just let let them think what they're going to think yeah. and and you and know don't shame them and, and don't, don't be like them. no, you can't marry Bob right. or whatever. Marry a boy. Does yeah. anyone name their kids Bob anymore? Yeah, I don't know. Probably not. I had an 8-year-old too who um this is not not my current one but another one and he loved wearing pink his hair was dyed pink and he hung up one day he he went through a magazine he hung up all these like teenage boys and he says caitlin look at what i did to my room and i go in and he's like what what do you think of all these cute boys and he's like aren't they cute Uh and i was like well they're a little bit younger than i would i would usually think is cute but if you think they're cute then they're cute yeah Yeah. he's like yeah i do i think they're cute boys and so like and that was that was kind of part of his his personality and i don't even know the kid might not be gay the kid might might not end up gay but in in the end if he has the influence of being able to think what he wants without ever being right and more importantly he will yeah, he will. He could be the kid in class who defends someone who is being right. funny for that kind of thing. Like, no, it's okay to do that. You know, like yeah. the more kids that that Advocates, don't, yeah. yeah, that are that kind of believe in those in those things. I think I think it's better. But um, yeah, it's it's another thing too that I think is really weird when 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 adults place the romantic thing on kids. I see that a yeah. lot too. Like uh, they don't like in social it. media where. I, uh, this one thing happened. Well, the the one example I can always think of is I went to college with these two women who got married, had babies around the same time, and they're really good friends. And they post one of them posted a photo. This is like 
the, the kids are probably like in almost kindergarten by now, but um, when the babies were like infant, like I'm talking like maybe a few weeks old each, they like were born like putting really their heads close up yet. to each yeah. other. And one was a boy and one's a girl, and they placed them next to each other, like on a pillow or something, and are like, future husband and wife. And it's like, God, really? <laughs> They're brand fucking new. They're just little babies. They, they just, just came eat in and they the poop world. and they cry, and that's all they do. Like, yeah. that is, come on with yeah. that. Like, yeah. I just, it's so, I don't understand why, like, straight hetero women think that, like, life is just constantly playing with dolls and playing house and like preparing for like traditional marriage roles and all that shit. Because it's they're so boring. fucking exhausting. It's they're it is. They're it's boring. very boring. It hobby. bores me. It fucking bores me to tears. Like I can't. Well, I, yeah. I have a friend who, who she, she married her high school sweetheart. Um, she, she lives upstate and everybody keeps asking her, are you going to have kids? And she works with kids and she's like, no, yeah, stop. Asking oh my god! Me. I don't, don't ask, ask anyone if they're having because kids because the thing it's is, it's so like rude. just because I look like this person who you've seen on TV doesn't mean that that is the trajectory of my fucking life. Yeah. And yeah. like, not everybody has this whole thing figured out. Yeah. And it's all gonna go a certain also, way. Also, it's really rude to ask people if they're gonna have kids because what if they're trying and they can't? Yeah, and then it's yeah, a, you, and don't it's a you don't know the situation. You have no idea what the situation is, and it's yeah. something that like. I've noticed that my friends, I'm, nobody asked me that, thank God, but like my <laughs> friends are asked that a lot. And, it, and it's like, especially friends that have been recently married or, you know, yeah. ha, you know. I mean, I think if if you bring it up and you're having a conversation yeah. about If you're kids, close friends with someone, yeah. then you would know anyway. So it's like, yeah. if they haven't mentioned it, then you're probably not close enough to them to get that exactly. information. I'm asked that all the time because of my career. Oh yeah, yeah. Like anybody who works with kids, they just is, assume once they're they're like, gonna oh, you love kids, you must want to have them. And I've always been like, no, I'm a pretty selfish yeah. person. I don't think I, I would love. Yeah, I would love for the situation to exist where where everything is perfect and like you know I have enough money and my partner has enough mm-hmm. money and I have enough time and my partner has enough time. But I don't really foresee that happening. So for me, I'm like, no, probably not. But also, don't just assume because I work with children that that's right where my yeah. life so would like, go. It's just none of their business it's, it's yeah. such a it's I think, such a deeply personal question that yeah. people are just i've noticed that my my friends that get that question are it's usually from older women like yeah you know aunts and grandmas like people people that are sort of like in i guess that other generation or that older generation that that think that that is the only path in life that it and means you've had yeah it's your like life is complete. mom's friend asks you that question yeah. and it's just like come on like it's not I don't find that it's always older women, though. Like, I have a lot of friends that feel those questions from peers and from these women who yeah. get married right out of college and have a few kids, and then now they think that... And now they're sort of... They're almost shaming other women into it, which is bullshit, too. It's like, they act like... These are the same girls who, in college, would like would go, oh, when you don't have a boyfriend. Right, yeah. And they're now they're the ones that are like, oh, you'll, you'll have some someday yeah. when you it, don't have kids. It's, it's the, like, it's the stop reflection shaming effect. women for this. <laughs> they want to see themselves yeah. in you. It's and a if weird they don't, way. It's a weird thing to insist that other people yeah. do. It's the same I thing with straight people in us. Yeah. Like, I, I, I think you guys had an episode about, like, identifying what you identify as. I'm like a kitchen sink identifier. I'm like, I call myself gay just to confuse them all because they don't know. They're like, <laughs> what do you mean, though? Yeah. And and the thing is unless straight people can put you in that category and put a name on you, they feel very uncomffortable with oh, you yeah. right yeah. up until that point. And then they're like, "Oh, 
you're bisexual. Oh, you're a lesbian. Oh, you're <laughs> right. You're pansexual. Yeah, it's like as soon as somebody dates someone of the same sex, it's like, oh, so you're a lesbian now? It's I was like, like no. not necessarily. Like, why not do always. you need? But yeah, yeah people like yeah. they're they're uncomfortable unless something has a, a label slapped on it. Yeah. And for the most part, I was raised without like that. I actually took a, um, I don't know if you guys know who this person is. I took the only lesbian history class that is in the United States with Rainbow Perry at New Paltz. Oh. Yeah. And at some point we all went around and we said when we realized what being gay is. And I was the only person in the class who was like, I never had a moment. Like there was no moment for mm-hmm. me because I was raised just with gay people always around me. Oh, cool. And um and so like even as a person who who grew up like that, I still I remember when I when I started dating women, that's all I said. I was like, Oh now I'm dating like I'm dating women. Like I had never really dated men, but I was like, Oh, I'm dating women, and there was no big hurrah about mm-hmm. it and then the hurrah came from other people outside of my family like other people yeah. were like so you're a lesbian I'm like oh well, I don't know I never really, really thought I needed to say anything about it and they're yeah. like no we think you're we think you like men though and I'm like well, why are you telling me why are you prescribing that <laughs> to me? Really? Yeah. and they're like well which one is it and I'm like I don't really feel like I need yeah. to tell you or know myself I don't think it's important so and that's a weird thing to like it's a weird thing to get as an adult but imagine like that's we're doing that to kids. We're doing constantly. that to kids. Yeah. And their little tiny brains can't yeah. can't parse things out like that. And they, they don't know when when something is mm-hmm. kind of like inappropriate. And they just think like, oh well, I guess I need to do this. <laughs> They're so impressionable. I just don't I don't like get off their backs. I don't know. It's like it feels like gender normativity <laughs> is such kids. a burden to so many people. It's like, why and do that when they're so, so young? It's it's gone so far. I just wonder how much of it it like if we did raise kids in this kind of genderless, Mm -hmm. like without these expectations, like how much is the nature factor of like the qualities of Mm -hmm. the, the two sexes? Like, yeah. How much in a, in a perfect non, not like non-society based gender world. I, I, it would be really interesting to see. And I mean, in Asia, there's a lot of, uh, difference with like you know transgenders and the, uh-huh. and like how they treat them in society and how they raise people and it, it's just just to go around and travel and see the comparison of how and like just families within like there are hippie families who you don't know what gender their kid is yeah because they are really good at never letting you know yeah and I think it's so interesting to see those cool. kids and how they exist in life like I used to work at a um, health food store and there was a I'm pretty sure I see I still don't know I, I think it might have been a boy but he had long uh-huh. hair and like he would dress in girls clothes sometimes boys clothes and like yeah. it was very ambiguous and literally the parents would never use a pronoun so you didn't know and yeah, so you right. would have to refer to oh does your child want like yeah, a, yeah. a candy bar or oh has your child and like whatever and and I just thought as an, like it's slightly annoying like speech wise but it was really interesting thing that they were doing I'm like yeah. I wonder yeah. how the kid is and I wonder how other people react to and how people that, react you know, to it. I mean sure they do get their share of yeah, like, yeah I'm now sure that makes people boy are uncomfortable girl, you know like, yeah <laughs> yeah I'm sure that that makes people uncomfortable but I've I've seen that too with very ambiguous kids mm-hmm. and uh, I think it's so cool I it don't is know cool. I like good good for them that they can or like you know one great example um, Shiloh Pitt yeah yeah oh yeah that they just let her. She, I think, or is 
I think I wonder. Are I, they there? Yeah, like I, I don't. Eventually, they just. I'm not up to date on, yeah, on Shiloh to, and if Shiloh goes by pronouns. a different Let's name. Just say yeah. her, but she remember she was like going by John for a while. They said oh. that there was like a there was something they basically said like Shiloh's name is John. Yeah, for as long as yeah. she wants it to be, you know, like or he or whatever, and, and y- she would wear like little tuxedos and stuff. I thought that was so rad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll use they for for yeah, Shiloh just they, to be I guess safe. Is a better one. Uh, so yeah, they would come out with the haircut and the little tuxes and stuff, yeah. and um, without judgment from the yeah. the parents, and I'm sure you know without judgment from the siblings. And I think it's just such a a beautiful thing to let your kid because you know me being a kid that that played with Legos and wanted to be with the boys and stuff like that wasn't pushed on me by mm-hmm. anyone that was just right. like a net that was That's me your, that was just doing what I felt like I wanted to do and what would make me happy and sometimes making me happy was you know crocheting and playing with puffy paints and mm-hmm. stuff but sometimes it, it wasn't and to not have anybody telling me or shaming me for any of those things yeah. um yeah. watch was probably like some angry straight person being like, that's why you're a lesbian. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. The people that think that we were turned into lesbians from, oh, like, because our parents from didn't gender us hard enough. or whatever. Yeah. Oh, God. Get the fuck I, out of here. I was allowed to fix things. That's that is definitely a... why I slept with women. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I had a toolbox when I was a kid, damn it. Yeah. No, I do think, I mean, I think a lot of people think that. They think that, yeah, they think that queer way. people exist because yeah. you're not gendering your kids hard enough. I think a lot of enough. those people yeah. are repressed and probably just gay themselves. <laughs> I always assume that. Like, Maybe those if dads you had gotten really a toolbox when you yeah. were a kid. Those yeah, dads were really adamant jealous. about the little boys playing football and yep. blah, blah, blah. I'm like, don't do that. Don't cry. It's gay. Like, all right, dad, what kind of, what are you looking at on your phone at late at night? I never yeah, think there's anything hotter than when I, I like actually do date a man and he's like, oh yeah, I totally kiss a dude or like I try kissing a dude or like I have tried kissing a dude. Yeah, like, yeah when they're just so chill about fucking it. hot. Like, yeah, yeah, that, that, like yeah. That is. I know. I, I always like kind of harp on this is like the one time I will defend men is I think that men are really not allowed to express any yeah. sort of sexual fluidity and it's unfortunate. Like men are really forced to pick one or the other. Yep. Like mm-hmm. you're either gay or you're straight people are really unaccepting of men who are just like, you know, I'll just kind of whatever, like anywhere in between in the gray yeah. area. And it's not fair. And it's, but it's, but I think that starts young. That starts oh, when we gender the shit out of them when they're kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and I think if you're, if you're a kid and you do want to gender your yourself, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. it's, a, I almost think about it in terms of like the spectrum of, of how as um, lesbians or even if you think of gay men, how um, our gayness, how we wear our gayness on the outside, let's Mm -hmm. say. So if like a more gender neutral might be someone uh, like me who's more mm-hmm. more femme and you look at me and you don't know what my sexuality is just by, you know, mm-hmm. taking a look unless I'm wearing like a shirt that says dykes on it or something. Yeah. And, uh, but then you'll have like a very butch lesbian and that would be the really like leaning into that oh, yeah. sexual thing. And like no way is the right way. Mm-hmm. It's like as long as you're doing what you're comfortable with and what feels right for who you are and, um, you know, what your sense of self is. Yeah. Um, then like 
that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like I, I, I don't think like, I'm not going to tell a girl who wants to be a, a ballerina and have her room be all pink and whatever and be like, you're playing in a gender stereotype. Right. No, that's it's fine. Because it's know? fine if, like, if the kids are like really leaning one way or the other. It, yeah. yeah. If, if that's they what appeals to, do it, that's to fine, her. But, like, yeah. but don't, I just, I wish adults would just step Leave back. Leave it up to the Stop kids. Stop being so fucking in, like, yeah. weird about this gender yeah. thing. As long Mostly as kids, straight people. Like, I will direct this at straight people because they're the ones having the babies and also they're the ones perpetuating yes. this this like this heteronormative and the, thing. And, and the thing that the that the the bob cuts would tell you yeah. is that the way it will damage the children by not gendering them is that if they're not gendered then they're going to be frowned upon by society but we have created these but things the and therefore we yeah. have yeah. to we are responsible for changing them. Uh you know when women started voting they'd be like well why is your husband letting you vote? You know that doesn't mean that there yeah. had to be that moment where people were just going against the green yeah. and like yeah. you know you just it's gonna happen uh it's like the this always drives me crazy when i see bigots who are anti-trans mm-hmm. and they pretend that they're concerned about the mental well-being of trans oh, people yeah and they're acting like like that's really, that they're like very compassionate yeah. and that these are people who you know because the stats of depression are high i'm like stats of depression are high because they are severely yeah. like because you are the ones telling them that they have a mental right. illness and telling them that they're wrong and telling them that that something's wrong with them and something's not right when like you know, if we were all more accepting, then guess what, yeah. buddy? Maybe they wouldn't be feeling like they need to kill themselves, or maybe they wouldn't be being like murdered by other people. Or maybe people. A black trans and, women and, wouldn't have those, a life expectancy of thirty-five years, yes. which is th- true. And, and those are yes. like, also the same oh. people that see a woman with a with a huge like boob job and go, "Oh, it's great! She looks yeah. so hot." And it's like, okay, so you're okay with this person changing their body, right. but you're not okay with the other person changing their body, and that's super hypocritical of yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Also, like the whole unnecessary surgery thing and it's like how yeah how many women get breast implants that mm-hmm. you know so everyone's or okay Botox, <laughs> so or other things to make them look younger or yeah. if guys could get implants to have like six-pack abs they would definitely do it oh like, they have calf implants oh they yeah. do that's Lots right there's an mtv implants. episode of i remember true that life. what was that sh- true life yeah it was it like true life. I'm a, god that show was so it was trashy. The, yeah it was <laughs> the plastic surgery one yeah. and that guy who went to uh elmira get, college who was like a college oh, kid okay yeah um i just Did remember because my cousin went too. there i think he got a bunch of implants and it went wrong and it's like Body dysmorphia is really... Full disclosure, I love Botched. I love that fucking show so much. (laughs) But it's like, it's the other thing too. It's like, when, why, I just, I don't understand the energy people spend worrying about what other people do with their with their own bodies. Yeah. It's like, yeah. if you really think about it, it's the silliest thing to get upset about. I mean, I'll definitely, like, if somebody's going to get a nose job, I just go, no, you look fine. Like, yeah. you know, like, yeah. I, will, I will definitely, once somebody mentions it, be like, mm, please don't do that. You look fine. You're I will great. say, so... I I didn't really know what the show Vanderpump Rules was. <laughs> it's it's not my thing. And then my friend was telling me about it. And when I was uh, in the hotel on vacation and just like scanning the channels, it came on. So mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, let me watch this for a little bit. And immediately I was, I'm like, I don't know how anybody could watch that because their faces all oh, scare me. Yeah. Well, I'm watching the the Jersey Shore because I used to like Jersey Shore, and I still yeah. do because I like train wrecks. Yeah. Um, and they they've all gotten their faces so redone that oh. like it's all I can talk about with my roommate. Like we used oh, to watch this together all the time, and now I'm like, Snooki's looks like she's constantly trying to like you know 
purse her lips out. Yeah. And it's just freaking yeah. me out. And their their foreheads don't move. Like I went to a show. Uh, this is see, more comedy. This is a comedy <laughs> thing. But like I went to a show um, with um, Jessica Curson on it, and I was up in the front row, and I was just like looking at her and cracking up. And I'm like, I would never get anything done because as a comedian, like just watching her work, I'm like, yeah. her face is just communicates so fucking much as an yeah. entertainer. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, and expressions are, but and, still, it's oh. like I, I mean, I still just. I know. I like let people do what makes them happy, but yeah. I will say like everybody on Vanderpump Rules look like they just came fresh off of giving a weird YouTube makeup tutorial. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like like all their faces have just been airbrushed with a lot of makeup. Right. And it looks because almost like they're wearing... telling them they need to have this kind of shit to be on TV. Yeah, it's, it looks it's like they're bizarre. almost wearing masks and like one of them does the thing where you put like white eyeliner on the bottom to make your eyeballs look bigger. Oh. It was it was just I didn't know that was it was a, it was a lot, but again, you do you and I'm sure that there are enough people that find those women Ugh. with the this is true airbrushed yeah. faces attractive for everyone um, but then it's like why do we anyway. need to do that like if yeah. we just relax our beauty standards a little bit and not yeah value this in people i'm and going make through that with they need that i'm going through that with hair recently where I, I like made a post about the fact that like i have a lot of white hair and i've always like i've had I've, i started going white at like 23 mm-hmm. and i have so many people who like will be like oh you could hardly notice it i'm like no i love yeah. my hair I i'm getting some too that up it's here getting and i love white. it i love it it's, it's so like great. powerful but we you need to like we need ladies. to be like yeah. I, I i vocalize <laughs> it all the fucking time because i'm like everybody needs to know that there are people out there that that think that that's beautiful and yeah. I love it yeah men get to have that as a beauty thing why don't yeah. women right. I think yeah. it's gorgeous I know it's amazing I I, um, I, w- I interacted with someone recently she was wearing like she had sort of short, shorter length hair but she was wearing like a beanie but her, you could see the like the top part of her head from the the beanie was kind of pulled back and she had the most perfect she had like dark gray hair she's probably no I mean she might might have been in her mid 30s yeah she had like a really great like dark gray look but then it then she had like one natural stripe oh, of like white it. hair and I was so jealous cuz yeah. I'm like that's the coolest thing I'm getting that I'm getting and the one yeah, white yeah to get strip. it like naturally is awesome nice. I really am hoping for that because I'm getting a lot of gray hairs like on the right side of my head right now. And I'm like, oh, I really hope it comes in this fucking cool stripe thing. Yeah, I just feel like a movie. Like, villain. what's more, it's what's be more great. unique than that? Right. Like, yeah. You know, people people are always trying to like dye their hair. No, no offense. Your hair is unique because it's pink. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty awesome. I will but. say, until I dyed my hair pink, I never dyed my hair. Yeah, yeah. And no, I I've died, I, the only time I do dye my hair, like I used to when I was younger, it would always be a color. Yeah, like yeah. I would only do like purple or. I think it's rad. Yeah. It's a good look. It's part of your brand. It is part of your brand. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's the Carrie Berg brand. Yeah. It's Carrie Mine Berg. is like, my brand is mousy with speckles of gray. I love it. <laughs> I don't know what my brand is, but. <laughs> so we need to start wrapping things up. But if any of our listeners have kids, we would mm-hmm. love to hear from you about um, how you deal with these issues yeah. of gendering. What are some pet peeves? In terms of the Obstacles. way that um, other people gender your kids and and ask you questions, or um, or tell me what what you do about answer my question about yeah. giving boys oh, uh, yeah. traditionally girly clothing because I'm I'm curious and I don't like know what that block is for me. Yeah, um, tell us how you feel about a room of three people with no kids talking about how you <laughs> three, should parent three your cis, kids. <laughs> yeah, tell us how you feel about three cis women talking. About. <laughs> Gendering kids, but it, it is an important <laughs> conversation, and the more voices uh, that come to it, the better. So um, you can write us at dykingout at gmail 
Com with that. But before we get to our plugs, our random question of the week. Yeah. Um, so you know how there's like that game that's like um, Mary Fuck Kill, which yes. I, I find yep. is like very aggressive. It's very because, aggressive, like, but fun. But ki- like killing, that's like a man thing. Yeah. So um, we're going to play U-Haul Scissor Block, oh which I God. think is a lot more. <laughs> Wait, Block? Block, block, on, like, social block on social media. Oh, block on yeah. social media. Instead, of, okay. instead of murdering. Like okay. we don't need to resort to yeah. even okay. hypothetical murder. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm like kind of over murder right now. Maybe U-Haul one day I'll get back block. into it. I love this. Uh, maybe we should do this every week. I yeah. don't know. I was kind of a little bit lazy. This is the, the Daikon edition. Uh, Ellen, Rosie, or Wanda Sykes? Oh, my God. I already have mine. I think I just say Wanda. Hey. I would block Rosie. <laughs> I would. Ooh, this is a tough one. Actually, this is harder than I thought. The first thing was easy. Sorry, but uh, block Rosie. I would have to. I would have to scissor Wanda Sykes. Um, but could we like hang out afterwards for a while? I want to hang out for sure after no, we do that. It's a one-time Damn scissor. <laughs> well, then I would marry Ellen, obviously. I would marry Wanda. I mean, the lifestyle that comes with that. (laughs) I know. I would marry Wanda, though. Yeah, she's pretty. She's pretty amazing. Yeah. I would marry. That's a hard one because Ellen or Wanda would be so fun to marry. Marry Ellen. Yeah. She's got so much money. Are you sorry? You haul. You haul. Imagine showing up to Ellen's place with a U-Haul, and she's like, "I don't want any of your stupid stuff in my house. Have you seen how I live?" So Portia de Rossi, Portia oh, nice, de Rossi nice did talk <laughs> one time about how one of the things she does get frustrated with is that Ellen wants to move every two years. So it's like whenever they finally get a place mm-hmm. settled, Ellen just really loves getting a new space and then decorating it. Yeah, I would designing too if it. I was worth a trillion yeah. dollars. And then once they get comfortable, <laughs> she moves and Portia's like, no, I just got used to this place yeah. and I really like it and you just made it look so nice and now we have to move and like, With so what you're saying is we should times. scissor Ellen. Right, so I'm for this reason. I'm scissoring Ellen so scissoring because Ellen, that sounds okay. like a lot to deal with and, uh, and Wanda, I, I just think Wanda's like so would be pleasant. pretty rad to just be around her all the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just want to be like hanging around her all the time. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, Rosie. Uh, Rosie has all those kids already. I'm, I do yeah. that. I do that for a living. I don't need that at home. <laughs> yeah. Well, so what would you do then? You would. I, I, I would. I think I'd U-Haul uh, Ellen yeah. and, and scissor. Um, That's why I didn't want to bring Rosie into this one because I was like, she's gonna be the obvious block for yeah. these. <laughs> But it's yeah, it's a lot of kids. It had to be it's done. A lot of crafting. Yeah, but you know, if you're into the crafting, I feel like it's a lot of drama. I don't know. She seems like she's oh, kind she of a seems difficult super person dramatic. to get along with. She seems like she. Oh, I, I mean, she I seems do like want her she on the would podcast. Get, yeah, I'm cutting this out. We want her on the no, podcast. No, we definitely want oh, you, Rosie. Shoot. Like we're obsessed with you. Please come to the podcast. <laughs> and dramatic in a good way. Make Carrie's life just complete, please. Yeah, I feel, I feel like she would pick out friends that you that she didn't like of yours anymore. Right. I feel, oh, I feel like yes. she'd be like, I hate when she says that thing. She you would can't be one of those girlfriends. I don't want her around yeah. me. And you'd be like, I just. But you've done that five times this week already. Yeah, yeah I, I think if, if you're with Rosie, Rosie's in charge. Rosie's oh, definitely. In charge. Yeah. She's in charge for sure. Mm, she's yeah. a head, and I head can't dyke. have that. So yeah. Block. Can we, uh, just out of curiosity, can we call this episode Dyke Babies? Dyke Babies. <laughs> sure, why not? Baby Dykes. Baby Dykes. I have to get my <laughs> wife to change up the artwork. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Might already be set. Uh, 
Caitlin, where can people find you on the internets and in person? Okay, uh, Twitter, it's at Rupert Caitlin. Um, Instagram, it's Burgundy Bedlam. It's my old uh, roller derby name. Oh, that's awesome. I am a, a true dyke. I know you were oh, a roller derby yeah. dyke. Okay, also. Your cred just went through also, the roof. <laughs> yes, I, I have some credit on that. Um, I was in the first rural league in the country, so I was on ABC World News. I was in the New York Times. I was in Inside Out Magazine. What? How did Whoa. I not know this? Boop, boop. That's awesome. I guess you don't wear roller skates to your shows I anymore. Do not wear so. skates You're wearing to my shoes shows. right now. I didn't know you were in roller. Derby. I know. It's, I hide it well. <laughs> but yeah, so that's Burgundy Bedlam on Instagram. And then um, if you want to see me live, I actually have a show in Woodstock, April 28th. It's called Very Good Comedy Show, and it is at the Lodge. And right. Woodstock. And Woodstock. Yeah, I cool. do a show in Woodstock. Because I went to school at New Paltz. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, I've been to New Paltz. I liked it there. I love New Paltz. Yeah. It was very peaceful. Woodstock's cool. Everyone that lived there was just like there. an aging hippie. It was great. Oh, they're all Everyone hippies. was so quiet. And everyone's yeah. like, hey, how are you? And we were just like, we were very stunned by politeness. Well, but the, like, <laughs> The problem is like if you go to school there and you like end up working downtown, a lot of my friends got sucked in and just never left. New I kind Paltz. of yeah. got that vibe. We were at a few yes. like cool restaurants and I was like, I feel like all the people working here are definitely not from here, but just chose to stay because it's just chill. Yeah. I think that's okay. I, I think appreciate that. Probably yeah. living their best life. Yeah. Um, so email us out at gmail.com rate us review us on iTunes you can uh, follow us on Twitter Facebook Instagram at Diking Out uh, we love getting your messages and hearing from you thanks for everyone who has been writing it makes us smile and we do have a Patreon which is uh, a way that you can support the podcast to help us cover our um, weekly and monthly costs and in exchange uh, you get some dikey swag and exclusive content so we already have our first diking off topic episode available if you give uh, three dollars uh, at least three dollars a month um, and it's meet Karina and it's a very fun uh, episode available to our patrons only so that's patreon p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash diking out and that's, That's about it. Wrap. That does it. Thanks for diking out with us and dike out with us again next week. Yes. Bye. Bye. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.